welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Questions. Try whatever you want. Have to do questions, but we can do a few, and then we can pick it up. Much more questions tomorrow, but we'll do twenty minutes of questions if you want. Um, do you have some thoughts on that? Or questions, or we can even discuss. It doesn't have to be a question. I like the I like that you um that you picked out the uh that he, he was saying that he was the one that he loved. I think you're right. I think you mentioned it's quite a stretch. Like it, it, it's do, yeah. do you know what I mean? And, and I think um do you think that this was what this this is what he was he was showing us in his writing? Do you see what I mean? It, was mm-hmm. he was he I think it's maybe a bit of both and I, I'm not sure um, I think John's very intentional in his writing I think we can see John, uh, John is my favorite gospel. It's so different to the other three, yeah. um, and he's so focused on love. He's yeah. it's the more mature gospel, yeah. I think. Um, Luke is like much more facts and figures. Matthew's much more all trying to highlight how he fulfilled prophecy and how he was Messiah. You know, so you got all these different things. Um, but John doesn't seem to care about facts and figures. He's the only one that starts, and he doesn't tell you, like, oh, this is how Jesus was born. That's irrelevant to him. He's yeah, just, like, yeah. he's actually, like, up there, and he's like, in the beginning was God, and God was love, and this is who God was, and, like, you know, and, and so, like, he's, he's dealing with it much more cosmically, but actually he's very significant in how he talks about things. You know, he, uh, he doesn't care about a whole bunch of things, but he does seem to care about individual things. And so, for me, the fact he calls himself John in quite a few places... But in other places, he calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. I do want to go, well, why does he do that there? Because that's an interesting choice to make. And, and, and it will be a literary choice. Now, if he's making that point or not is debatable. Um, and I think in most of those places, I think it's quite a clear contrast. I think the last, the, the, the one where um, he goes for this run, yeah. um, it, it's probably less of a very clear point. Um, and so that's why I'm saying it's probably a bit of a stretch. But at the same time, looking at how it worked in those other three locations, I'm like, there seems to be a threat, and perhaps this is a threat. And, and it's all over the course of maybe like six, seven chapters. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but I think as well, there's an element of God breathing on Scripture as well. And sometimes he speaks something to you, and, um, and it might be just for me. Uh, I know if it, that sort of um, that message has helped a lot of people I know trying to come to uh, terms with, hey, am I doing this or am I doing that? Like, which disciple am I, am I being like in my relationship with Jesus? Um, and so if it's only that, like, I think I'm okay with Scripture being used, um, quote-unquote, out of context. I think this is something that uh, one of my Bible teachers told me once, and he said, there's no problem with using Scripture out of context if you know the original context. So when you say, look, this right here is out of the initial context of the passage, um, but this is something that God's spoken to me and shown me, and so think about it, have a look at it, pray about it, and if you don't agree, throw it out. Um, and so for me, yeah, there's an original context there. Peter and John are running to the tomb and are excited. Yeah. Um, but there's also something about, well, why is John saying he got there first? Why is he saying Peter left first? Why is he challenging us? Maybe it's just John saying, <laughs> look at me, I'm faster than Peter. Could be. Like, it really could. 
Um, so I, I don't know, but I think um, I think it's okay to engage with those kind of passages and go, well, could it be this? Could it be that? And I think that's how we get a lot of life out of the scripture is asking these kind of questions. And, uh, and sometimes God just shares something that's just for you. It's just, you know, like we talked about yesterday, sometimes he'll pull a scripture completely out of context and stop someone killing themselves. And you know what? I don't care if it's out of context. If it stops someone killing themselves, that's a great way to use the Bible. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know uh, if that is a direct yeah, answer yeah, to your yeah, question, it's or. Really, really uh, yeah. But yeah. Any other questions? And it can be about some of the stuff we shared yesterday as well. It doesn't have to be about today. Um, or it can be in general. I'm quite happy to ask the questions about anything. I don't always have the answers, but I'm quite happy to throw some ideas around. And, so. Cool. Yeah. Must have some questions, guys. If you don't, you're gonna have a really boring question and answer session tomorrow because we're gonna do a few hours of Q and A. Like it's gonna be good. <laughs> um, I have no question about that scripture, um, but I, I think it's just interesting to hear that um, a few people say, for example, also. Uh, Timo this morning said a little bit into the direction that you that it's good if you have a goal you want to go and did you make for yourself goals where you want to for example you say in a year I want to be a better prophet or things like this mm-hmm. or do you just live in it see what's going on <laughs> um. I think a lot of it's often a personality thing. Some people have very different personalities. I'm quite driven in some ways, and I'm trying to learn to round myself off a bit better because that can be really quite bad for me sometimes. It can be quite abrasive and can cause some problems, but it's also really helpful. I agree. Like I think it's really good if you go, right, I want to buy a house one day, so I want to save £10,000 in the next two years so I have a deposit. Like. That's a good call. Because if you don't have £10,000 in two years, you're not buying a house in two years. You need some money for his deposit. And so I think it's okay to set goals and think, right, this is where I'm going. But I think, again, um, I want to do it walking with Jesus. I want to do it in that we place. So instead of me going, what do I want to do? What's my goal? What's How will I get there? Um, I think it's always living in that tension of like, no, I'm living with Christ. It's Christ in me, the hope of the glory. So I'm like, I'm going, okay, Papa, what are we doing? Like, what's what's our goals? What what are we doing in the future? What should I be doing right now? And so he might say, look, in a few years, I want to have you speaking in front of crowds. So I want you to start preparing messages. Or he might say, hey, I want you to start a business. And so right now, I want you to work some extra shifts and save some money. Or, you know, and so, but it's, it's going with Jesus. It's walking in his step. It's walking in the spirit, not trying to walk under the letter of the law. And so sometimes it can be quite legalistic, that goal-driven. And I'm not. I'm not about that. That should go unsaid. Like, it's probably fairly obvious. I'm not about the kind of legalistic, you know, thing. But I think it's it's the danger of, like, we were talking yesterday. Um, if you focus on works, you often fail to see the underlying thing. So if we focus on who's coming to church every week, we don't actually see well where are people at. Because some people come to church every week because they feel they have to and are burning out and they don't even have a connection with God. Some people come to church every week because they're like, I love Jesus. I can't wait to be in like a group of people that also love Jesus and hang out and worship him. And you know. And so it's like the work 
doesn't necessarily express what's going on underneath. Now, what I will say is, if you love Jesus that much, you will have a work that shows it. And I'm not saying if you love Jesus, you'll go to church, because I know lots of people love Jesus that don't. Um, but, you know, if you love Jesus, you will pray for people. You will uh, heal people. You will, um, you know, l- encourage people. You will lavish your affection on God. Like, you know, that's just obvious. Whereas other people will try and do that work themselves. Um, and so it's hard to gauge the work uh, just from the work. So the work proves faith, but it's not the only proof of faith. You can't just look at works and go, oh, they obviously have good faith. Because I know loads of people that have got great works and they're not very um, healthy in their faith. Um, again, from my perspective, who am I to judge, really? But So I think something like setting goals, anything like that, any area of life, all I want to do is take a step back and go, what are we doing, Papa? What's our goals? What's our what's our desires? What's happening? Because he puts desires in our hearts, and you go, oh, I really want to play football. I really want to start an orphanage. I really want to do this stuff. And, and he's going to be like, yeah, let's do that. Let's like you know. So it's going to be a, a, a dialogue between you and God, and what are we doing? And, and he's going to give you um, helpful. You know, you can talk to him and go, right, I want to start an orphanage. And he's like, yeah, it's awesome. And it's like, you probably can't start an orphanage today, right? Odds are, you maybe have a spare bedroom in Gatley, so you could bring a couple kids in. Um, you might get arrested. Um, but, <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's like, okay, well, Papa, how does that go about? How am I going to start bringing kids into a home and looking after them and raising them up? And he's going to be like, well, you're going to have to start getting a social work degree. Or I want you to start working with orphans, maybe join an orphanage in town and work with them for a while. Or, you know, he's going to guide you, and, and that will be goal setting. And, and, and I think there's an intentionality is really important. Asking Papa, what does my future look like today is really a great question to ask God. But I think the danger is making plans for that future without involving God usually ends up and we screw up and waste some time. You know, James says, who are you to say like, oh, I'm going to do this or do that? He's like, you've no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. So ask God because he does know what's going to happen tomorrow. So he can help you make plans accordingly and and well. Does that make sense? Um, and, and that's my approach. Again, I, I don't know if that's compatible with what Timo said or not, or I wasn't here for his answer, but um, uh, that's how I would approach it, at least. Yeah. Ah, doesn't surprise me. We're very opposite a lot. So. Thank you for listening to the Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.